0: Hello, and welcome to the Onside Kick Family Hour. With um, I'm your host, Ryan Van Biber, and with me, as always, Stephen Wine. Stephen, it's a special day here. It's not just any Thursday. It's the Thursday. It's the first day of the NFL season. There's, like, real football tonight. No preseason stuff. The real thing.
1: The real thing is back, um... Uh... And we get a pretty good matchup. At yeah. 10. You know, this'll this probably be the only good Thursday night game <laughs> of the season. So we might as well enjoy it. Uh, we you got the Patriots and the, the Chiefs. And um I, I think it's gonna be a heck of a matchup tonight.
0: Yeah, I, I am I do too. I mean that that Chiefs team's really talented and and uh, you know, they got a lot better in the off season, I think.
1: Yeah, uh, they they did lose uh, Spencer Ware in the preseason, unfortunately. Right. Uh, they're That good running back, but I mean, they they have a bunch of running backs. I think they they drafted one, um,
0: Kareem uh, Hunt, who's kind of Kareem over Hunt, to start
1: and, and he, he looks like the real deal. So, uh, and and you know they they got Reggie Ragland, uh, yeah, from the Bills for you know pretty cheap. Yeah, considering he's the first round pick and. and uh, I think it was just a matter of Ragland not fitting in with the, the the change in defensive scheme in Buffalo. Yeah. But he's perfect for what they like to do in Kansas City. So, I mean, he's a backup right now, but, you know, there's no telling if he'll work his way up into the, the starting lineup. And that's a great uh, problem to have when you have a guy like him on the yeah. second string. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think they, they've um, really upgraded around their team and, and, and you know, the one guy from last year, Tariq Hill, yeah. looks just as explosive, if not more so. And I think kind of last year it might have taken them a while to really understand what he could be. Mm-hmm. So now, knowing going into this season, I'm sure they have whole packages just for him. Yeah. Though. So it's going to be interesting to see if they can capitalize on that. Uh, with Alex Smith, at quarterback. Uh, he, he I, I think he started taking more shots last year, but we know historically <laughs> he's not a guy that pushes the ball down no. the field very much. So if you don't have a guy that's going to sling it um, to a guy like Tariq Hill, then he's kind of wasted. Yeah. Uh, and that's probably why they went out and, and spent a first-round pick on the quarterback this year.
0: Yeah, and, and it's interesting, too, because they're moving. And I guess that was sort of the one weird moment of the Chiefs offseason was they dumped Jeremy Macklin kind of but later in the process. I mean, it wasn't like, you know, the week of free agency or anything when they did it. It was a little bit later in the process when they did that. And then they're moving Hill into that kind of top wide receiver role as opposed to just more, you know, where as before they did a lot more of just sort of the gadgety type stuff with him. And he's not going to do punt returns and stuff anymore either. So I'm interested to see how that plays out. I
1: think he's a guy that, that uh, because of his size, maybe people weren't sure he could be the game breaker type. Mm-hmm. But his speed is just so ridiculous that, you know, he he's a home run waiting to happen. Yeah. And so now that they know that, I, I just feel like they're going to feature him in an offense as they should. Um, the only question is, you know, how they can do that and still run the football effectively because he isn't the biggest guy in the world. You yeah. Know? So, um, you know, you don't want to give it away. You only have a man when you're going to throw it deep (laughs) to him. But at the same time, you know, you you need to be – have. we always talk about how, you know, when you get the the short runs, those are usually on the offensive line and the running backs. But when you have those home runs, those 50-, 60-yard runs, that means their wide receivers are blocking downfield. Yeah. And so, you know, that's my only – question mark about having Tariq Hill in there as your number one guy is if he can fill that role too. But, I mean, you know, that that offense is full of weapons, and it has been for a while. It's going to come down to Alex Smith yeah. and how many shots he's going to take down the field, how many times he's going to, you know, he, he is, he's tough, he can run, he's athletic. We know all those things. He's very accurate with the underneath stuff. But when teams know you won't go deep, you know, they roll their coverages up and stuff, and they force you to beat them the way that you don't want to beat them. Yeah. So this should be the year where if Alex Smith was ever going to come out there and throw for, you know, a big 30 touchdowns or whatever instead of the normal 23, 24 touchdowns, this should be that year because he's got a bunch of guys who can, can make plays for him in the passing game, including the tight end yeah. uh, Travis Kelce. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and the Chiefs are going to have to do that because, I mean, it's a little bit more, I mean, their division especially in the AFC, is it's a, it's a much more, if everybody's healthy, it's a much more competitive landscape, you know, than it has been in the past. I mean, Denver's obviously good, you know, they have the quarterback issue, but if the Chargers are healthy, they got a hell of a team. The Raiders, I mean, depending on, I mean, Derek Carr is healthy depending on, you know, how how good his legs are underneath him again this year after breaking his leg late last year, it's a, you know, that's another team that looks like they could be pretty good this year. So the chiefs will really kind of have to do something to separate themselves from that pack.
1: Oh, absolutely. It's not going to be easy when win uh, the AFC West by any means this year. It's probably going to come down to the last couple of weeks of yeah. the season to, uh, to decide that division just because everybody's so close. I mean, if Denver had a better quarterback, we might say that they were uh, um, the favorites to win that division. That's just how close it is. Yeah. And, and who knows, maybe the, you know the quarterback will do a little bit better this this season. And their <laughs> defense is still outstanding. Um, it'll be interesting to see as they transition away from uh, Wade Phillips uh, if that defense continues to be just as dominant. But, you know, it, the, the talent is there. Yeah. So um, – and like you said, the Chargers, Oakland, you can say that of all those teams. Uh, the Chiefs, to me, should be the favorite just because they have all the elements you usually look for. The outstanding defense, uh, the veteran quarterback, the home run hitter, the the running game. They're built to play deep into the playoffs. and And also they have pretty good special teams as well. You know, the, the one question mark is maybe time management by the head coach. <laughs> but other than that, when you look. You know, I mean, if you're looking, why wouldn't you pick the Chiefs to win their division this year? So uh, you know, it's a toss-up. But I, I do feel like they're set up as well as anybody in their division to win it. And, but they have to go out there and do it. And, and you can't just concede a game to the Patriots just because they just won a Super Bowl again. Yeah, you got to go out there and, and try to win, especially on the road, because again, it could come down to one game. It really could, yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. And and it's hard to think about when it's the first game of the season. But man, there's only 16 games to play. It matters, you know. And uh, if, and the Chiefs if and the if the Chiefs are gonna, I mean they they have to give they have to look good against the Patriots if they're gonna be taken seriously this season. Because and 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 they they should. I mean, I don't anticipate problems in that department. But I mean, like if they're gonna, you know, if, if they're gonna be talked about in this caliber of teams in the afc that this is their they got to come out strong tonight
1: yep absolutely
0: <laughs> so <laughs> talking about this, somebody asked me about brock osweiler the brock osweiler the other day i'm like that's i'm like that like you we talk this person and i don't talk a lot it's like that's what you want to ask me about brock osweiler like any football question besides Brock Osweiler on your mind? Because I feel like there's probably some other interesting things happening in the NFL right now, and and I'm happy to talk with you about it. But, I mean, if you want to talk about Brock Osweiler, let's do it. (laughs) I mean, he
1: is kind of an innovator. We haven't seen a guy sign the kind of deal that he signed. And then just be given up on – get traded the next year – and then the team that you traded them to give up on gives up on them in training camp. That that's that's trendsetter right there. Ed. That's some new stuff. So, <laughs> and they're still. Uh, I mean, and the he's Browns are be... paying
0: his salary this year.
1: Right. So yeah, I mean, he's going to be one of those uh, trivial pursuit questions in about ten years. Mm-hmm. You Who's know, the only guy to ever signed a huge contract, get traded the next year, and not make it out of training camp? <laughs> so, I mean, hey. I. I... You never know. It, it, he he's a storyline this offseason, yeah, and he has sure. been. So I guess for a casual fan or somebody that's not in the yeah. football that much, it would make it seem like he's a big deal. And plus, he just signed. I mean, he got a job after yeah. all of that. He got another job with a with the team where the GM last year sounded like a, a, a jilted girlfriend after he left. <laughs> In the first place. Remember all that? When John yeah. Elway was all... Well, they were going to uh, pay him big bucks, too. ...about him leaving.
0: Yeah. Yeah, before he left. And then, like, remember, they were going to, like... Denver had an offer sheet, a big-ass offer out to him, too. And I don't think it was significantly different than the one they eventually signed with the Texans.
1: Well, I think it was a couple million more a year, uh, which, in a contract that big, is probably not that big of a difference. Yeah. Uh, but he chose to go with with the Texans and that didn't work out for him. But, you know, all of a sudden John Elway, people were trying to make him out to be a genius when he was going to pay over 16 million dollars yeah. too. Yeah. And, and, and still <clears throat> believes in him evidently enough to sign him again um to start off this season. Yeah. I, I know their backup quarterback uh that they 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 took in the first round last year, I guess is banged up. Yeah. So he won't be available uh the first two weeks, but of all the quarterbacks on the market, <clears throat> uh, you choose to go back with Brock Osweiler. I mean, <laughs> good luck with that. I really, <laughs> I really hope, that, and I don't wish an injury on anybody, but I just hope some kind of way the Broncos season comes down to Brock Osweiler having to play well at the end of the season. Yeah. I don't know how to work out that way but I just hope some kind of way karma comes in and knocks on their door and says, Hey, I know y'all about to make the playoffs, but we're going to go ahead and let Brock Osweiler.
0: You know, there's some anonymous NFL execs right now. It's like, I love it. I love that move. Great move by the Broncos to bring in Osweiler right there.
1: I mean, out of of all the absurd shit this offseason, when it comes to quarterbacks having jobs or not having jobs, this just really takes the fucking cake.
0: It's just, it's pretty incredible. I mean, and like, I feel bad for some of the teams out there this week because, like, it's like if you're a fan, you gotta really, you gotta try to get a little. It's hard to get excited when you know your team's rolling out with Scott Tolzien or Blake Bortles or you know (laughs) some of these guys that are uh, that are uh, that have somehow managed to uh you know uh, prove their worthiness to the uh anonymous n f l execs that pop up from time to time
1: i mean listen and and, and i I think we might have been remiss last week and we we didn't really talk about that that uh uh the situation down at Jacksonville with blake Bortles. yeah you know the the last time we did talk about him I figured they were going to start the other guy because yeah. <laughs> How in the fuck are you gonna roll Brock uh Blake Bortles back out there again? Yeah after what we saw this 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 preseason, but
2: <laughs> Mirror's <laughs> sure
1: never see. this they, they named Blake Bortles the quarterback, and get this the reasoning is because of his mobility <laughs> like <sighs> Oh, really?
0: It's just you know. <laughs> I mean, if you're a Jaguars fan, well, what,
1: what do you do on Sundays this year? Are you really gonna put yourself through this again?
0: For I, who? For what? It sucks too for them because like that's you know you take away the quarterback, the rest of the team's not too bad.
1: The rest of the team is pretty damn good actually, <laughs> yeah. and,
0: and 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 here's the one guy.
1: That you just can't start again. Like everybody was pretty sure, okay, they, they can't, they can't go with Bortles. Mm-hmm. Now, after all this, and some kind of way with a straight face, they came out and said that Blake Bortles gave them a better chance to win because of his quote unquote mobility. Yeah. I have fucking seen it all. <laughs> Cause I swear, <laughs> in the next breath, they're saying that all Kaepernick can do is run and throw the football. He can't. Yeah, I mean, what, he's a redemption guy. you me? I mean, nothing about this makes any sense. But but if I, I mean, look, okay, if you're a Jags fan, you can live without them signing Kaepernick, right? Yeah. But you just cannot live with them rolling Blake Bortles out there again. Anybody else? I don't give a damn. You might take a chance with Mark but fumble Sanchez (laughs) before you roll Blake fucking Bortles out there again. After what you saw, we all saw these preseason games. This is not secret film. They can't hide him. Yeah. We know he fucking sucks. And not only that (laughs) now, because of well-placed microphones, we also know his wide receivers know he sucks. Yeah. So uh, every little thing, every single time, a wide receiver does anything to show their displeasure when Blake Bortles throws a ball, oh, you know, awry, it doesn't go where it's supposed to go, you know it's going to get overanalyzed. Everybody's going to – it's just – it, it's just terrible. For, for And, and it, it sucks because, you know what, the Jacksonville Jaguars fans are the real diehards. It's, it's easy to be a Patriots fan. Oh, hell fan yeah. Like, I mean, the Jaguars ain't thought about rings. Right, they ain't thought about championships. They just trying to get above five hundred for a season. Something to hold on to. Right? And so, but they're still hanging in there, they're still pulling for this team, and this is the kind of shit you pull? Really? <laughs> I mean, seriously. Chad just- ain't the fucking answer except for to one question. Who's who's a guy that you would pick? Over Blake Bortles to start your team, and Chad Henney is one of those names. And that's, okay, it's, that's the only question. That's the only answer to any question he is, but he is that answer.
0: Uh, yeah, and like I just like you just like just come out and be freaking honest about it. Like, listen, we're gonna start Chad Henney because the situation we're in, we need a game manager out there. We need somebody to throw four yard dump offs to the flat and keep the ball and at least try to keep the ball moving. So Leonard Fournette and whoever else can, and can run between the chains. But, uh, but like, yeah, we know the situation we're in and and we're going to have to go with Henny. And what kills me is, is, you know who they're playing this week? JJ Watt, J. Clowney, the Houston Texans defense, and they're playing in Houston. And that team is fucking hyped because of all the you know the positive stuff they've done in and for that community in the wake of hurricane harvey they've got like a real motivation to come out there and give their fans a show and 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 they'll do it like those are the horses that can fucking do it those guys i mean blake it's a good thing blake borders is mobile cuz he'll be running for his freaking life this week
1: Look, the the conspiracy theorists to me almost feels like they they're putting Blake Bortles out there for the wolves like they're like <laughs> yeah. okay, we need Chad Henne for the other 15 games. We'll put Blake Bortles out here for now and you know, just let him take this beating yeah. and then decide that okay, we've seen enough. Because it, look, it, it, when Blake Bortles played his best football, I'm still not sure he will be ready for what he's about to see in Houston this weekend. (laughs) Right. But the fact that he doesn't seem to have any confidence in his ability anymore, which is the biggest thing I see. Yeah. It's not just that he's, uh, uh, you know, got the weird throwing motion or what have you or that he's uh, uh, a little off target here or there. It's that most of the time this preseason, when he threw the football, it looked like he didn't have any more confidence that it was going where it was supposed to than I would have watching from home. So you can't have a quarterback who's just not who's lacking in confidence, especially going against, like you said, these killers that they got (laughs) on the Texans' defense. And then you start a rookie. And I like Cam Robinson. Wrote a nice little uh, 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 breakdown of him before the draft. But he's a rookie, and he's looked like a rookie in this preseason. And so some plays he's going to be having to block Jadavian Clowney. The next play, he might have to block Whitney Merciless. Yeah. And then on third and 10, he might have to block J.J. Watt. Yeah. Like you said, hey, Blake Borders. I hope you put on all the hot, icy hot that you can get before the game. Do all the hot yoga and stretching and all, because you're gonna be on the run, son. They come, they coming after your
2: ass.
1: I'm just telling you right now. And like I said, the conspiracy theory, of me, they just trying to save Chan it for the rest of the season. But I just don't see. I don't still even at that, man. It, it, it's just I feel like that's killing your the 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 spirit of your fans to roll Blake Bortles back out there again. Yeah. And, and to see, you know, even if he plays poorly and then you go to Chad Henney, it's like, will those fans still stick through you after that? It, it just it doesn't make any sense
0: to me why you would do that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's just the mysteries of the universe. I, I guess it's shit like that that it's how bad teams stay bad you know it's like you build this team and you've got all this talent i'm like hey man i think we're gonna stick with blake portals perfect
1: look I, I i forgot this too patrick omame is starting at left guard okay most of y'all never heard of him before but if you're a buccaneers fan the name is pretty familiar because he was starting for us that first year when Levy was here, when everything went wrong, a lot of it had to do with the fact that we were starting Patrick Omame at guard, and he is terrible, <laughs> terrible. Ain't got any better in all this time. So look, and they stick him beside the rookie Cam Robinson. Okay, now I'm, I'm this is the perspective depth chart. I'm not sure that they've named him the starter, but I'm just telling you if he's out there. Hey, I hope Blake Borders got all of his insurance paid up because it's going to get real ugly real fast.
0: <laughs> God, I almost forgot about all that. And then they had to go all that shit where they thought they had a left tackle and they brought in Brandon Albert and then, then that whole thing turned out the way it did. Woo! It's been a tough year for Duval again.
1: Yeah, I feel for him for real I, it's just, it, it couldn't be me.
0: Hmm. oh Oh, lord 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 i you know there's uh i'll tell you one game i am excited for i mean i'm excited for all the games but i think one game that is getting a little bit of a short shrift because it's not quite a i mean it will get hyped i guess at once we get through the sort of the initial wave of tonight's game but like uh it's also uh it also happens to be Tony Romo's uh regular season broadcast debut but it's the Titans Raiders game
1: you know uh I was talking to somebody else about this earlier today this is kind of the game and it's it's only week one so you don't yeah. want to make it out to be more than what it is but it, it's 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 the kind of game where you feel like one of these teams is supposed to take the next step this year yeah they both have young quarterbacks. Um, they both have pretty good defenses and, and, and some, some, some skill position guys on offense. Um, and they both have very good offensive lines. So they have a lot in common, but neither one of them have really taken that next step yet. Right. And so both of them, you know, you feel like this is Mariota's year to really take a leap forward. And and Derek Carr, you know, got the big contract now and and and, and he's been playing well. So, it, it, it's 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 kind of a divining line early on,
2: mm-hmm.
1: like who's real and who's the pretender. So um, now I, I, I'll be honest with you I, I think I picked the Titans to win this game, but only because the game was in Nashville.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: If the game was in uh, Oakland, I probably would have picked the Raiders.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But it's still even at that. No matter where it's at. I feel like this is going to tell us who the real deal is, who who's really going to, you know, make it to the playoffs this season and maybe yeah. make a run for real and really actually challenge the Patriots or, you know, you know teams like that or the Chiefs. Um, and then the other team, it, it's a good chance that whichever team loses this game is actually the pretender. The team that yeah. really isn't really ready for, for prime time quite yet and maybe is still another year away
0: yeah well and i guess that's what i guess that's my own like i have been sort of on the the titans hype train in the off season just because i think they were pretty exciting to watch last year and like you saw the seeds of like hey this could be a really good group Mariota's really fun to watch i mean what they do you know the red zone offense alone was really awesome but just like you know i also could see like it's still a they're probably the younger team of the two and i always feel like there's a little bit you know that's one of those intang- i mean so many of those intangible things that people talk about are kind of bs but i really do think that that the youth thing is a little bit of a thing to pay attention to because sometimes a team is just a little young and they're not quite ready they don't have quite that experience to to sort of get to that next level yet and that might be the titans this year i don't know i hate to endorse anyone in the, with even though it's only hours before the season starts because usually an endorsement for me is the kiss of death. So, <laughs> hey,
1: you're, you're talking to the guy that picked the Jaguars to win the division last year and really take off. So,
2: join the club. <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: I saw Deadstone had that, uh, their Falcons team preview up yesterday, and I clicked on it because someone said it's. You gotta click on it just to go watch the Bomani rant about the Falcons again, and this was before the Super Bowl. I was like, man, like I can't show this to the people I work with because a lot of them are Falcons fans. But, uh, but <laughs> it was it, it was a hype video of sorts, if there ever was a hype video. <laughs> it was just two and a half minutes of a litany of all the just like the the heartbreaking moments of falcons history before the super bowl so
1: i mean he did try to warn everybody he, really he did. did
0: he really did and look he,
1: he almost did. got me to second guess myself and maybe i should have but <laughs> yeah i mean he's been there so he was trying to tell everybody but we didn't listen we didn't listen
0: that's no i gave everybody the pep talk this morning I'm like listen like I don't expect y'all to be making a bunch of 28 to three jokes are fine, but you just, you got to make them good at this point because you know, you, you guys have suffered enough and, and we got to be ready for this because as bloggers, we're going to have to confront this and you're all just going to have to do it. But you know, hold out for the good 28 to three jokes if you can. Cause they're out there. There's still a few, I'm sure. There's still a few. There's still a few. To I be mean, made. you know,
1: it's definitely something that, you know, where a lot of people have weighed in. <laughs> so it, it's probably most, most of your 28 to 3 jokes, somebody's already told them. Uh, <laughs> but there's a few still out there. I've been eyeing a couple, so we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, yeah there's
0: there's always going to be some inevitable. It's it's kind of sucks, like, from a sports fan's perspective to be like, you know, like my other fear of watching my team play is like, oh, God, we're going to turn into a meme, aren't we?
1: Yeah, that you, you never want to be the mean. You know, you never, never want to do that unless you're you're the good side of the mean. But most of the time, if you're a mean, it's a problem. Yeah, you yeah. don't want to be the new crying Jordan, basically. So.
0: Let's take a break and pay some bills. What you might not know, I sure didn't, is that the Dollar Shave Club also has uh, products like body wash and shampoo and hair gel for those of you still lucky enough to have hair lip balm all that stuff and as soon as I heard Dollar Shave Club had that you know I was pretty pleased because I never know what to buy at the store there's a lot to choose from even for men's products there's a lot to choose from and it's it's impossible to sort of discern that so if you're like me I I was really pleased that that Dollar Shave Club had it because I know the quality I'm getting I know that I'm getting it at a very reasonable price, and I know that I'm getting in the mail without the hassle of going to the pharmacy or the department store or anything like that. And right now, for friends of the Onside Kick Family Hour, that's you. You can get a really good deal on this stuff. I mean, they're pretty much giving it away. So for $5, you'll get a starter set with the Executive Razor and trial-sized versions of the three most popular products that they sell. Uh, but yeah, so you should sign up for that. It's a good deal. I, I would really encourage you to try it. Um, and right now, you can get this special offer if you go to Dollar Shave Club, dollar dot com slash onsidekick. Five dollar starter set. All those things. dollar dot com on slash onsidekick. Sign up, get the stuff. You'll be hooked. I can't recommend it enough. No Jeff Fisher oh. this year. Let's.
1: See, there you look, you got to look on the bright side. I know. No Jeff Fisher. I know. If there's something to be said at least for that.
0: <laughs> I saw he weighed in on the Kaepernick thing uh, the other day, too. <sighs> I'm just no like, question. dude, come on.
1: <laughs> and, and I'm sure he shocked everybody with his take. You know, oh, yeah. Nobody saw that coming.
0: Yeah. Don't and like in classic Fisher mode, like I'm going to have it both ways and be really – Keep my, try to keep my reputation as the player's coach, but I'm also going to, you know, throw out the old talking point about how I want my player focused on the game, not the protest. <laughs> like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sure kneeling during the national anthem is really, really going to change a man's focus. But, uh, but I did appreciate it for his, his, uh, his psyops tidbit in there about having his players all serious and and composed for the national anthem to to show up the other
1: team. Because, listen, because everybody (laughs) is different. The only person who got off on that was was Jeff Fisher. He probably got wood. (laughs) Oh, yeah. watching, watching. Hey, y'all, look at this. Look at this. I got him to stand up straight and all that. Man, get the fuck out of here. Everybody's different. Some people like to listen to music before games. Some people don't yeah okay it, it's just it's different you know what i'm saying so whatever somebody needs to get ready for the game the thing of it is and this never even occurred to this dumbass, <laughs> is that certain things actually center players yeah right so some people kneel to pray some people you know uh, uh go off in a corner to read something for all he knows the kneeling that colin kaepernick did actually helped them play better because it allowed him to focus and clear his mind. Mm-hmm. But it never occurs to a dumbass like Jeff Fisher because for him, it's all divisive. Yeah. It's all a distraction. No, bitch, it's not a distraction. This is real life for us. Yeah, And that's the fucking problem. Yeah. So many people don't really understand that, that it's not just a fucking protest. It's real life for yeah. us. So don't tell me about being distracted, okay? You don't know shit about that, Jeff Fisher sitting on your laurels, getting paid for 4 or 5 fucking years after you was worth the damn as a coach. Yeah. Don't tell me about
0: fucking focus, you 79 asshole. Yeah. And and that really and that point really came home this week with the the Bennett, the Michael Bennett incident. And again, th- 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 this this is real life for us.
1: Yeah. It, it just so happened to be Michael Bennett this time. Unfortunately yeah. for him. It's been me before. Yeah. Okay. It's been damn near every black man I've ever talked to before. We know, uh, 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 in in the NBA got his fucking leg broke by police and he's still suing them. As far as I can remember, Mm -hmm. there was the, the black, uh, former professional tennis player that got caught up in a case of mistaken identity. Okay. It's fucking real life for us, man. So it didn't, you know, we, we talk about, And focus on Michael Bennett now because it did happen to him, but he was protesting before that for that very reason, because he knew that his money did not shield him from this shit. Yeah. If anything, sometimes it actually exposes you, exposes it to you more because now what you doing in that nice car. Yeah. Why are you in this neighborhood? Yeah. You know how many times we have to deal with that shit? So it's fucking insulting. When people come back and act like, well, where's the proof? Or where's the this? Or, or even Roger Goodell making it seem like, you know, he made it seem like, you know, okay, he says all these good things about Michael Bennett, but then he gets to the end and says he's been uh, drawing attention to this. And yeah. that, that's the most fucking uh, uh, backhanded <clears throat> compliment because he was really doing this, I'm going to promote Michael Bennett, but I'm going to totally fucking erase the fact that this was all started by Colin Kaepernick, yeah, the guy who still doesn't have a fucking job conspicuously, yeah.
0: And I think that's you know that's going to be how that because this is not. It, I mean, I, I'm I'm still surprised, and I shouldn't be that you know Colin Kaepernick doesn't play, despite the fact that he's a better quarterback than a lot of quarterbacks on starters or backups on NFL rosters right now. But like that part of the conversation, like that's that's the old news now. Now. The league goes on, and then the message that he that he put out there isn't going away. I mean, the player there are players kneeling every week now. There are gonna that's gonna happen. There are gonna be players that, you know, you you saw, you saw groups of players doing that, not just individual players, doing that in the preseason, and now the conversation about how that Kaepernick started and the protests and the issue of police brutality and police treatment and racism that african-americans face or any a lot of other you know minority groups in in the country face too and and how the nfl is going to handle that going forward because they blackballed kaepernick but they didn't they didn't keep his they're not keeping his message out of the league not by any stretch of the imagination and in fact i think it's probably more powerful now because now we don't have colin kaepernick himself to argue about as much
1: I mean, unfortunately for him, in some ways that is better, but it's like, okay, they're still going to punish him yeah. just for being the first one. Even though there's tons of guys now that are doing their own form of protest, whether they're sitting down or holding their fist up in the air or what have you. And you, you have the mass demonstration in Cleveland. Yeah. And the funny thing about the, the 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 thing in Cleveland is now you got these assholes refusing to hold the flag so you can protest the flag, but the <laughs> yeah. Cleveland Browns players can't. Yeah. How did that work? Yeah. How are you not disrespecting the flag by refusing to hold it, you asshole? Yeah. So, I mean, it, the, the hypocrisy of this whole thing is what galls me the most. Because so many people know what's happening. It's not even... You know, earlier on in the off season, people said we were alarmist. Oh, he'll get signed before training camp. Then training camp rolls around and everybody, mm-hmm. oh, well, you know, he'll get he'll get signed sometime during training camp before the f- first game. And everybody's made all these excuses. Well, it's week one, goddammit, and yeah. he's still not on the team. Okay? So what's your excuse now? Yeah. Y'all knew back in March and April when all the rest of us were saying this that he was getting blackballed in. Yeah. And he's still getting blackballed. And, and it's great that all these other guys are taking up the calls. But, and even we've had, uh, 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 you know, Aaron Rodgers come out and say he should be on the team. So thankfully, we did get that first, you know, high profile white quarterback to come out yeah. and, and, and tell the truth. Uh, we've had defensive MVPs. We've had all these different people. I think Von Miller, uh, uh, Cam Newton, more guys are getting vocal about it. But imagine if all these guys had said that in March or April. Yeah. Instead of right before week one. Yeah. And thankfully, a guy like Michael Bennett, you know, again, he was already conscious before this this incident happened. But thankfully, he was already doing it. But we needed, he said then, we needed more guys to speak out. Yeah. And and look, this really has me worried about the CBA and all that stuff, too. Because if guys can't be together enough to call out something like this. Yeah. And not understand that, look it's Colin Kaepernick this time, but it could be you the next time. Yep. Even though they look around and and everybody thought it was just Tom Brady, but then after that, now it's Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah. You know, (laughs) it's going to be your time sooner or later if you let this shit happen. Yep. So if for no other reason than self-preservation, guys ought to be speaking out because the truth is too obvious and blatant right now. Yeah. So, uh, you know, like I say, Great that Roger Goodell said nice things about Michael Bennett. And it looks like, you know, the team came out with a statement. Uh, Pete Carroll came out with a statement. Great. Fine. But if you're erasing Colin Kaepernick, a guy who's going to be featured, by the way, in, in the uh, the African-American uh, History Museum. Yeah. That's part of the Smithsonian. Yep. If you're erasing him, then you're still full of shit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Now, that's a really good point. I, I hadn't thought much about that, and, and I haven't heard that conversation a lot, but that's a really good point about. It's not just the black ball over the issue, it's the black ball, It's the fact that a high-profile starting quarterback can get pushed out of the league for whatever reason, and, you know, it, it, not a lot of guys have his back until it's almost too late.
1: Right. And then what what happens the next time maybe next time it's the guy who's speaking out about CTE. Yeah? You know, maybe maybe next time it's the guy that is speaking out about the the weed policy. Yeah? Who knows? But if they, if one thing I know about owners, NFL owners in particular, once you show them that you, they can get away with some shit, they're going to keep on pushing. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, like I said, you 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 you're quiet now cuz you don't think it affects you. Yeah. It's gonna come your turn sooner or later. Yeah. And if players can't see that they have a vested interest in making sure no player gets black ball <laughs> for any reason, yeah, then they're fools.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And and, and you know the and, and we haven't talked a ton about the Ezekiel Elliott thing on here. And and it's a tough situation because I mean, I think there's you know, there's a lot at play there and I've read the transcripts and, and, and still without, you know, you don't know everything that's going on in that relationship without having been there. Obviously, you know, there was, uh, some bad action on his part for sure. And, and I think that, uh, it, you know, but you look at what you look at the issue and you look at how that developed and then you look at the NFL's handling of it. And I don't think there's any question. The NFL, was right to take some action, but at the same time, it's like, well, they fucked this up too. And they clearly dropped the ball and didn't dot their I's and cross their T's on it. I mean, he's the first player, the domestic violence policy gets implemented in 2014. And we've had domestic violence incidents since then. And Zeke is the first one to get the full six game suspension, which is clearly spelled out in the policy. The only part of the personal conduct policy where there are actual levels of punishment spelled out that clearly. Now that's, you know, the, the PED and the drug testing policy, it's different. Those are spelled out, but the personal conduct, it's not spelled out. It's all arbitrary and up to the commissioner and it's still all arbitrary and up to the commissioner and they look stupid on this.
1: I'm just tired of talking about it. But even like with the Zeke thing, let, let me make something clear. When I talk about Ezekiel Elliott, I'm not talking about his guilt or innocence or yeah. whether he actually did it or not. Okay, Th- those things are going to be debatable for a while because yeah. we don't know everything that the the NFL uncovered. We don't even know everything that the police uncovered. But what we do know is the steps that the NFL took. And like you said – it's once again a situation where they're making the shit up yep. as they go along. Yeah. Okay. And and there's no there was supposed to now be uh uh protocols in place after all these times they kept fucking up. They you know they, they fuck up with Ray Rice and then they fuck up with the kicker for the Giants. Yeah. And they were supposed to now <clears> we we're supposed <throat> to have something in place. So this all goes smoothly. Well, how <laughs> does that work if the lead investigator is not even there when it's time for the decision making? Yeah. Like just on his face, just on his face. If, 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 uh, let me flip it for you. If they had exonerated Ezekiel Elliott and the lead investigator was not allowed into that discussion, that would have been just as wrong. Yeah, absolutely. So, so that's my point. My point ain't his guilt or innocence, whether he should be suspended or not. It's the process by which they came to that conclusion is all the way fucked up. Yep. And if I mean that, that I don't care if you're a Cowboys fan or what, that is self evident. And once again, if you're a player and you're watching this, you better understand that the way they keep fucking this stuff up, it could be you any day. Yeah, it could absolutely. be you next week. And that's the problem. The problem ain't whether or not he did it or whether he deserved to be punished. The problem is when are they gonna have a process that is not fucked up?
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because, you know, Ezekiel Elliott's got star power and Jerry Jones in his corner. The average NFL player doesn't have that. The average NFL player is real easy to just wash out of the league with this arbitrary shit like this and never be heard from again, you know? it's a And that should worry anyone, that whether you're two years from coming into the league in college still or whether you're... A guy that's sort of, you know, headed into the last couple years of your career. It's uh, it's that to have your job and your career in the hands of such an arbitrary process should bother the hell out of you.
1: It, I, I don't see how it doesn't. Yeah. It, like I said, no matter what side of the issue you on, no matter what you think these guys, what do you think Tom Brady actually deflated footballs, what do you think? Uh, Ezekiel Elliott actually assaulted this woman or not, the process is all fucked up. Yep. And nobody would want to be put in that same situation with that amount of uncertainty of whether or not you were going to get a fair process. Yeah. And there's no, who could have confidence now that if the NFL investigated them, that they would have a fair process? Who? Yeah. Who could possibly believe that when. They, this has happened with Tom Brady, and now it's happened with Ezekiel Elliott. And basically, they just run to the the court and say, "Well, we can legally do this." Yeah. And, and and as with so much that's going on with our country right now, the conversation maybe shouldn't be about whether you can do it, what's legal, but but about what's right. Yep. When are we gonna start having that conversation?
0: Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, There's a few other things I wanted to get to on the show today before we run out of time here because we want to make sure I uh, get this up so folks uh, can have this to help themselves get ready for the game tonight and then the season ahead, obviously. Um, But I was going to say, we mentioned this earlier with the Chargers. We're talking about the Chargers, you know, if they can stay healthy, kind of an up-and-coming team to watch – or not up-and-coming, but a team to watch – this year, but you know one thing that strikes me about the Chargers looking through that isn't the offensive side of the ball, but that's uh, kind of a deadly pairing with uh, Ingram and, and Bosa on the DL right there.
1: Oh, their defense is nice now. Uh, you know they got Brandon Mebane and, and Corey yeah. legit in, in the middle too, um, and, and, and I think that this year they're going to more of a four three. Which is actually yeah. right up to both of those guys' alley, uh, uh, as far as the edge rushers in mm-hmm. Bosa and Ingram. So, um, and, and look, my, my guy Jason Verrett. You know, he's the best cornerback that you don't hear about enough. Mm-hmm. I think he got hurt last year, but uh, he was my breakout player. Look, that defense is very stout now. It, yeah. It's much better than most people give him credit for. You're so busy, still, you know, most people. Are so busy still looking at Phillip rivers and yeah. uh, Antonio Gates and stuff like that. But their defense can hold their own too. So uh, again, I think they have just as much chance as anybody else of winning the division this year. They just have to stay healthy. Something they haven't been able to do the last couple seasons.
0: Hmm. Yeah. It, it, it makes that, that's a fun pair though. I mean, I, I like that. Uh, that's uh those are some Haas candidates to keep an eye on. Uh, another uh, yeah, the guy that uh, – this is kind of shitty news if you're a Browns fan, but uh, high ankle sprain for Miles Garrett. And I guess it's the same injury he kind of dealt with before he came into the draft, before he got drafted.
1: I think he had like some kind of ankle injury last season. And then he played through it. And he played A&M. through it, but but it was obvious sometimes that he was limping around out there. Um But it's just horrible timing. I mean, I didn't realize it was an ankle sprain. I I knew that he went out with some kind of foot injury uh, yesterday, uh, that first day of preparation for the game. Um, And, you know, unfortunately for the kid, he had been talking a little trash, too, about taking down uh, Ben Roethlisberger. So I was looking forward to it because it seemed to have even gotten uh, Mike Tomlin a little fired up. Uh, evidently, he responded to those comments. So I, you know, I figured he was gonna have a, a nice little challenge on his hand in, in week one. So that's unfortunate. But a high ankle sprain also means that not only will he be out a couple of weeks, but look, I've had those things. It's hard to mm-hmm. come back and be the same guy after that. Um, because for people that have, that have never had one, it's not the pain really. You you can deal with the pain, but you can't really push off. Yeah, and for and for a guy like like Miles Garrett, who's uh, a lot of his game is getting off the football and getting up field, uh, you just not being able to push off like that. That means you can't you can't really get the good get off. That means you can't really change directions well in, in, in certain direction with, with the opposite direction from the ankle that's hurt. It, it's really hard changing directions in uh, that way. So, um, th- that that's what is kind of concerning to me is that. When will he look like himself again this season, no matter, you know, when he comes back from this? Yeah. Because they just tend to they tend to linger and, and they tend to bother you for the whole season long. And it's just unfortunate that it would happen before he even played his first game. So uh and obviously the Browns were really counting on him to make a big impact, particularly in a game like this where you got uh all those weapons that the Steelers have on offense. Yeah. Including LeVeon Bell who just came back from his uh I don't know if you can call it a holdout, but but not signing his franchise tender. I mean, you need all hands on deck uh, against those guys, and and especially Martavis Bryant back. I mean, so other guys have to step up. Uh, I did say, uh, I did write write up Nate Orchard, a a guy who I think has a chance to have a breakout year even as a backup. Mm -hmm. Uh, He was one of their uh, draft picks a couple years ago, and then he got hurt last season. Looks up and he's like second or third team all of a sudden, after he started a little bit as, as a rookie. Mm-hmm. So they they still have some talent there, and I think he can step up and and be a difference maker as a a, a, a pass rusher. They still have Emmanuel Ogba also who they mm-hmm. drafted uh, last season. So they still have some 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 talent on that defensive line, but nobody I don't think that could replicate what Miles Garrett gave them.
0: No. And that's this is two years, and I mean, this is just I mean, just shit luck. I mean, two years in a row that Cleveland has had to start the season without their first pick in the draft that year. It was Corey Coleman last year, right?
1: And, and he looks he looked pretty good this yeah. season. As a matter of fact, I think he's kind of an underrated under the radar guy that's going to get off this year on offense, mm-hmm. especially since it looks like he and and Kaiser has have some. Some chemistry, yeah. But um but like you said, that's just buzzers luck, though. That you know, two years in a row, guys, your top pick, the guy that you're really relying on to get out there and make some things happen, and and as much as anything else, bring some excitement back to the city. And now they're not playing. Yeah, exactly. So it's a letdown for sure.
0: Yeah, and it's too bad because Garrett's one of those fun. I mean, he's one of those really fun personality players too. That's kind of a good, you know a good guy to have not just because of the way he plays obviously but he's just you know he's one of those players that's easy to like and easy to root for and and you really like him so that's a uh, I, f- I feel for you browns fans we feel for you here um you know another another kind of big item thing that happened this week was uh the dolphins and bucks games getting moved and i thought it was kind of unusual that i mean obviously the priority was the football's not a priority when there's a hurricane bearing down on you anyway but it's and this is this isn't just any normal hurricane this is a pretty pretty big bastard sitting out there in the ocean but uh I did think it was a little strange that instead of like moving the game or like moving it up or back a day or two or finding another location that they went ahead and just bumped it to week 11 when both teams have a bye week like that's 16 games straight for those teams now.
1: Yeah, it is. But I just don't think that they practically could have done anything else. Um, Because, you know, if one team wasn't in Florida, then you just move it to the other team's stadium. But we still aren't sure here in Tampa that it's not going to come right for us. Yeah. And it's so big that even if Irma hits the east coast of Florida, it's still going to hit us pretty good. We're still probably going to have somewhere close to 100 miles per hour winds at least. Yeah. Uh, so uh, when you put it in that kind of perspective, what is a day going to do right now in Miami, they're getting ready for a hurricane. They shut everything down yeah. here. Uh, we don't have school tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, some, some like further in Tampa, I'm a little bit outside of Tampa. Um, They don't, they didn't have school today or tomorrow because they need those schools for shelters. Yeah. So you're talking about people going to shelters and then trying to go see a game, yeah, or go go and 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 the players are a part of those people, like yeah. th- That's one thing I think kind of people don't really factor in either is that you know these guys, whether it's Dolphins players or or, or Tampa players, they have to be worried about their stuff too. They have to yeah. be worried about their family too. Yeah, and, and and they didn't want to have that kind of a, a stressful situation. If you're the Bucks players, you're gonna go. And and, and and play in Miami a day or two early or something like that and leave your family behind? Because yeah. obviously you don't want to fly them down into a hurricane. Or if you're a Miami player and, and you're going to leave your family behind trying to get ready for a, a hurricane that's a Category 5?
2: Yeah, Maybe no. the
1: biggest one that's ever been in the fucking Atlantic? Yeah. No. So, and, and, and even further than that, let, let's not talk about the players. Let's talk about the people who have to set up the stadiums. Yeah. Let's talk about the people who have to set up the parking. Let's talk about the, the first responders who have to escort uh, the teams and stuff like that. All of these people need to be getting either their own stuff prepared for the hurricane or getting other people uh, prepared for the hurricane. So it's just I, – I feel like at the end of the day, because it's so big, this is such a big hurricane, man. It's scary as hell. The right thing to do was to move it. Now, you know, you don't want guys to have to go through 16 games straight, but I just don't see – where they had any other alternative.
0: Yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, I think that's probably a good point because people forget, you know, you don't, they overlook some of that stuff and just kind of focus on the football. But obviously, a situation of this magnitude, football is not really a concern at all compared to just the safety of everybody in those cities. And that's scary, man. I mean, just looking at it on the map, it's it's just intimidating as hell to look at that. And I'm you know, 1500 miles away.
1: I'm telling you, look, you just, I've been here now since
2: 1996
1: Mm -hmm. and I've seen all kinds of stuff happen with hurricanes. You think, you know where it's going and then it makes a hard turn and you're screwed. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's just, it's too much. I think it was just too much. Yeah. To try to, 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 to switch up at the last minute. Yeah. I mean, because even just from a practical standpoint too, you know, you got all these hotels and stuff now that this they're bringing in uh, people who need somewhere to go as well. Yeah. Well, what do you have when you have football games? Well, you need hotel rooms for people yeah. to stay and all that kind of stuff. And so it's just, like I said, from a practical matter, when you get the further you get away from just the football part of it, the more it makes sense that, man, we couldn't have done this. You know, you got people trying to evacuate and you trying to have a game.
2: Yeah. Let's be
1: real here. <laughs> yeah. So it's just... It's unfortunate that it causes them then to have, a you know, 16 games straight. Uh, but, it, it, again, you look at it from all angles. With the teams except playing a 15-game season when everybody was plays 16 and then missing the playoffs by one game or something like that, would that be fair to all the other teams that are playing 16 games? The more you get away from this and the more you start thinking it through, there just wasn't any other options. Yeah. No. And even I know there was a, like a Buck player that complained about uh, playing 16 games straight. And I get it. Uh, the year when it was nine eleven, 9-11, we, played, uh, we lost our bye week. Now, we, I think we'd already played in week one or something like that. But we ended up losing our bye week, and, and that was miserable at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. So, I, I feel them on that. But at the end of the day, what is your alternative? What could they have yeah. done to pull this off? I just don't see a way that it could have happened.
2: Yeah. Yeah,
0: and, and again, and you know, I can't say this enough, man. If our, our people listening down there, stay safe, get out of there, and take precautions. We're thinking of you, obviously, and this is a, you know, um, please, please, please be safe. It's a tough situation, but um, but well, there's plenty of other games this week and. You know, it's uh, the the frightening parts of reality happening all around us aside. It's exciting that football's back, and it it's a nice distraction from from the world around it. So at least we have that.
1: You know, I, I saw the kind of the first weekend of college football.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And,
1: and there's just so many crazy endings to games, including. My volunteers who pulled out a game that they really didn't deserve to win, quite honestly, <laughs> um, but they won, and, and that's what gets your juices flowing—is like the competition again. It's real football. You know, this wasn't any second or third team guys going against anybody, yeah. Unless it was like late in the fourth quarter and they had a cupcake on the schedule in week one, but most of the games were very competitive, yeah. And, and it just got me looking forward to the NFL season again. I had kind of been a little. You know, there's so much other stuff going on in the world right now. Quite quite frankly, we were just trying to get over Harvey, uh, Hurricane Harvey, in Texas and all that devastation, and now here comes Irma. But just seeing those guys go out there and lay it all, all on the line and the big hits and the big plays and all that stuff really got me juiced. Man, I can't wait to see uh, the Chiefs and, and Patriots tonight. I picked the Patriots, but quite frankly, I'd like to see the Chiefs step up And and show that they can knock these guys off. Yeah. I I just really want teams to stop deferring. It just seems like, even going back to 28 to 3, it just seems like so many teams, you know, they're worried that they won't win, you know, instead of expecting to win, they're worried about losing when they go and play the, the Patriots. So I really want to see a real good game tonight. And I wouldn't mind being wrong about this. I really would like to see teams step up. And just you know, in a lot of ways, disrespect the Patriots. Don't go in there and show them any respect. Make them earn it. Go in there and and just have some swagger. Cause quite frankly, I'm tired
0: of hearing about the Patriots. We heard enough about them
1: over the last day.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's been it's it's been a little much. Uh, but yeah, no, I that remind you know that that reminds me that in the uh, the Cleveland discussion we had a few minutes ago reminds me that like I have to I got to get with everybody on the panel and see if. Anyone needs to change a pick tomorrow before the weekend rolls around. Now that's not going to be an issue with Pitt and Cleveland. We only had um, two picks for Cleveland, and one of those picks was the computer. So we'll uh, we'll see if the computer doesn't get to change his picks. I'm sorry.
1: Now, now I'm getting nervous. <laughs> <laughs> the, computer, the computer picked it. Oh.
0: I like. I like. I was filling that in. I'm like. I no. I, I, that's got to be a typo. Let me go back and check. And and like no, it, it said that. I, I I did not read that wrong which, you know, has been known to happen before, but not in this case. So yeah, I don't know what be the computer is
1: trying to send us a signal that they're taking over.
0: Because
1: <laughs> it, it, if they scary. pick Cleveland and Cleveland wins,
0: <laughs> well, there's a glitch in them. I know. And, you know, here's the thing, man. It's like we don't have, you know, the, the past goal was don't get beat by the computer and don't get beat by in the picks, don't get beat by the the, the parody account. And uh yeah, we too. don't have the parody account any round anymore, so right. it's just uh it's just you and God and the computer out there, man. And you don't want to get beat you can't get beat by a computer. <laughs> Although I think I did last year. I'd have to go I have to go back and look. But that's fine. I'm not mad. I'm not owned. I'm not owned <laughs> Computer can't think for me. <laughs> oh man. Alright. Hey, it's uh it's 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 if there's one takeaway, it's it's good that football is finally back, and we've got uh we've got about six more months of it to talk about, so I am looking forward to it.
1: I can't wait. <laughs>